You're listening to The Marketing Funnel Show, episode number 49. If you've ever poured your heart, soul, sweat, and tears into creating content for your audience and your business, only to have people end up not buying from you, or confused about what you offer, or not even really paying attention to what you've created, today's show is for you. We're talking about how to create a marketing funnel with content your audience cannot wait to get their hands on. Welcome to the Marketing Funnel Show. I'm your host, Michelle Evans, and this is the podcast for coaches, experts, and online business owners to learn how to go from simply surviving to sold out using the power of marketing funnels. All right, let's jump into today's show. Hey, hey, welcome back to another great show. I hope you are having an amazing week so far. Listen, I want to start off by saying a big, massive thank you to some listeners who've recently left reviews on the podcast platform, previously known as iTunes and that I sometimes still call iTunes, but now it's, you know, really called Apple Podcasts. So I don't know if I'm saying this right. Totyler, Totler, I don't know. T-O-T-Y-L-E-R says, this podcast is incredibly informative while still being accessible. Michelle is grounded and explains her concepts in a way that you can begin to implement them. She also has excellent guests that share their best tips for successful marketing and sales. So glad I found Michelle in her pod. Totler, Totyler, however you say your handle, thank you so much. I'm glad you're here too and appreciate your review. And you know, If you have any questions that you want me to answer about what you're doing, shoot them on over to me. You know I love those. All right, WordPress Disaster says, Michelle knows her stuff and provides sound advice for navigating your way through the pieces of marketing funnels and customer journeys. I like that she's always talking about the things you wish marketers would talk about but tend to skip over. All right, WordPress Disaster, thank you so much for that. And yes, you know, I love, um, I, I actually do love talking about the stuff that a lot of people skip over because a lot of times that's what keeps us from being successful. And, you know, it took me a while, even as a professional marketer, to figure this out. So thank you for calling that out. And again, if you have questions, I'd love to hear from you. And the last one I'll give a shout out to today is from Spawns. Um, I think that's how you say it, who says, Michelle shares her own story and struggles, you know I do, and shows how to avoid the same mistakes because I don't want you to have to suffer like me. She provides great information that I'm using immediately to grow my business. Spawns, that is amazing. I love that you can take you know some nuggets from each episode and use them right away. So thank you for sharing. All right, if you haven't jumped in and left a review on Apple Podcasts or on your favorite podcast listening platform, Google Play, you know, really wherever, Stitcher, um, even on the, uh, I'm, I'm forgetting what it is that you can listen to on Alexa. I, I completely have forgotten, but whatever, <laughs> on your favorite platform. Um, you know, if you take two minutes and jump on and do it, then I'll give you a shout out as well. It really only takes a minute or two, and it really helps other people to find this podcast, and it signals to the podcast platform that this is a podcast that people are engaging with. So, you know, we all appreciate that. 
All right, let's switch gears now and dive into today's topic. How the heck do I hook my audience with content they cannot wait to get? How do I create a marketing funnel where people are like, you know, wanting to open my emails? How do I write emails that zing their hearts? How do I inspire excitement, action, ideas, and engagement with my audience and my content? How the heck do I create a mar- create content that makes my audience want what I have and that works for me instead of me just churning out like blog post after blog post or social media update after social media update or you know whatever video after video how whatever you do. So let's set the stage a bit and then I'm going to dive right in. Okay. If you've ever heard this quote um out there and I know I first heard it from Marie Forleona She says, a confused mind always says no. And I did a little uh, online search for who that was originally attributed to. And there are so many people who have said it that I don't know who it originally came from. So I just know that I first heard it from Marie. Um, And I was like, yeah, that's right. What a great point, Marie. Like it didn't sink into me that that might be applicable to me. And I'm sure you'd agree with this quote as well. I mean, when we're confused in our own lives and our own businesses, it's so, so hard to make a decision because we don't know if it's right, right? We don't know if it's the right choice. We don't know where it's gonna lead us. We're confused. And so we wonder, is this the right decision for me? We second guess the situation we're in. We are saying like, do I have all the information I need? Am I asking the right questions? What else should I be thinking about? Will this even really help me? Do I even need to care? And guess what? Your audience and your future clients, your future customers, your future buyers, they feel the same way. So again, I heard that quote from Marie, a confused mind always says no. And then I was like, yeah, you go. And then I went about my day, creating content that nobody wanted and wondering, why the heck nobody wanted my extremely valuable content? I mean, clearly I felt like this quote couldn't possibly be talking about me and my content. I couldn't possibly be confusing, could I? But, you know, I couldn't ignore the fact that people pretty much were not paying attention to my content at that time. And so I asked a couple of my friends, peers, and even some clients for some feedback. And I quickly, quickly discovered that, yes, I was confusing the heck out of people and people who liked me, people who trusted me, people who, you know, worked with me. And even worse, these friends, these peers, these clients, they didn't really understand my freebies. They didn't really understand why they'd be valuable. They didn't really, like, they would see my blog posts but they were like, ah, that's just too much for me. I don't understand. They would see my videos and be like, yeah, I can see that you're working hard, but I don't, like it doesn't, I don't get it. And they didn't see how the content that I poured my blood, sweat, and brain into would help them. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. I don't know if you've ever gone through and done this exercise and even asked just like one or two people for feedback, Uh, And one or two people that do not do what you do, like if I had asked another marketer, they probably would have been like, oh yeah, this is great. This is so valuable. Thanks for all these tips. Because we were speaking expert language, right? But when I asked people who were not, you know, 
reading every marketing blog, book, you know, podcast video out there, they were like, yeah, I don't get it. This is really deep and really advanced and it just seems like it's not for me. And that is not a good feeling. But oh my goodness, is it valuable feedback. And once I realized that, yes, I was confusing the heck out of my audience and the people I really wanted to work with and who I really wanted to ultimately, you know, become clients or students or whatever, I was able to stop the crazy stuff that was confusing the heck out of them and instead really focus on simple, clear messages and stories to support my messages. In fact, I had to dial it back so much that sometimes I felt like this isn't even valuable. But then those are the things that people love the most. And and it took me a while to really kind of get out of my expert mode and my like, I'm going to teach you everything I know mode and into the mode of connecting and helping people see what the answer to their situation was. And I wanted to share this with you because first of all, when I have students or clients or even friends who come to me and say, Michelle, this just isn't working. Like my launch flopped or, you know, nobody's signing up for my webinar or, you know, I can't get anybody to download my uh, free lead magnet or I can't get people to come to my event or I give my speech and, you know, the audience seems to enjoy it, but then nobody follows up with me. Like, what is going on? And so again, I wanted to share these shifts that I made with you because they're so simple, doable, and super effective. And you don't have to, you know, take a course to become a really great writer. You don't have to suddenly become, you know, the most fabulous person ever on video. Or, and you don't even have to become a content creation machine to do this. So here are the two things that I shifted to become, to make it clear and easy for my audience to understand what the heck I offered them and why it was valuable. So thing number one is be crystal clear on why people want what you offer. And I know you've probably heard this before, so you might be kind of rolling your eyes and saying, okay, I'm going to, you know listen to this on fast forward or whatever, but I want you to stick with me because even people who've heard this a hundred times before, I still find them making this mistake. And I even made this mistake because when we're so close to our um, expert area, right? You're an expert in something. I'm an expert in something. Everybody listening to this is an expert in something. And when we get so close to that, it's really hard for us to remember that the people that we're trying to serve, the people who we want to buy our products, our programs, our services, they're not experts. So if we talk to them as an expert, it's gonna literally go right over their head, right? It would be like a college professor trying to go in and teach kindergarten, you know, and they're giving their college lecture and the kindergartners are staring at him and, you know, pretty soon running around the room laughing and playing because they have no idea what the heck he's talking about. That's kind of how we act sometimes with our audience. We don't mean to. We're doing it from a place of giving and, uh, you know, a good heart and trying to give people value. But, you know, just just picture that, you know, a, a kindergarten class with five and six-year-olds and this college professor is trying to teach, I don't know, calculus or something. 
And the kindergartners are like, I have no idea what you're talking about. I'm just going to go play, right? That's what our audiences do. But when we're crystal clear, so again, thing one is be crystal clear on why people want what you offer. When you, when you stay there and you serve from there and you create content from there of why they want what you offer, it's a game changer. So I'm going to talk a little bit more about how, um, how we can dive into this a little bit more and how you can start bringing that into your business. And then thing two is tell clear stories to build belief and desire in your op- in your audience. And so we'll go into that a little bit more. But before we dive into more specifics on this, I want to tackle one question that's probably floating around in your mind. How do I use content to make people buy my thing? Okay, here's the truth. I'm just going to tell you. You actually cannot create desire in people. It's nearly impossible to make someone buy your thing. I mean, we're not like Jedi masters that can control people's minds, right? It would be great if I could teach you some Jedi mind tricks so that you could, you know, just magically say some words and poof, you're suddenly the most desired consultant or coach or expert around, but we're not living in a fairy tale, right? In real life, humans, like the people you want to sell your offer to, wake up in the morning with desires. They have desires all day, and when they go to bed, they have desires. <laughs> now, you know, don't don't get your mind in the gutter. I'm talking about like, I want to lose weight. I want to feel healthy. I want to feel rested. I want to figure out how to get more clients in my business. I want, 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 right? And as business owners, it is our number one job to figure out how to communicate that we're the offer that our audience is looking for. The key truly is to understand your customers so well that you know what matters most to them, that you speak directly to their already existing desires, the things, the conversations, the wishes, the hopes that are already, you know, bouncing around in their head. For me and with my own business, with my students, with my clients, we use the Funnel Persuasion Playbook to get super clear on what people really desire. But, you know, if you're not working with me or if you're not a student of mine, you you need to figure out how to get clear on this because this is really the key, the secret to good marketing. It's not all the skills that people say that you need to do. It's not all the things. It's really being so clear on these desires that people have. So let's dive into, you know, thing one, being crystal clear on why people want what you offer. So one thing that I know that I struggled with and thought for a long time, especially like before I went into my business full time and even maybe like the first couple of years, and you may think this too, is that I needed to be like big, fancy and spend a ton of money to be successful. I mean, how could I be successful if I don't have all the fancy stuff out there, the best site, um, the the best marketing, you know, all that kind of stuff. But on the other hand, how do I get all the fancy stuff without the fame, the testimonials, the connections, and the success that I felt like I needed? So I was kind of caught in this catch-22. And it felt like a massive blocker for me for a very long time. Uh, and honestly, it was just fear and feeling not good enough creeping into my thoughts because I was when I was in that mode and that mind space, I was keeping my eyes on myself. Like, how do I look, you know, successful? How do I, you know, make sure that uh, I look all buttoned up? How, you know, and, and I was creating content from that place of 
basically trying to prove that I was smart enough, good enough, you know, whatever. And again, it comes from fear and feeling not good enough. And so if you've ever felt like that, I, I want to encourage you to do what I did. Like take your eyes off yourself and off of what people could be judging you on because, th- you know, it's really none of your business what they judge you on. Um, and really put your eyes onto the people that you want to serve. So what I found is that the secret to find, the secret to doing this, the secret to really serving my audience in a way that they didn't really care what my site looked like. They didn't really care about all the fancy stuff, right? The secret is to find one specific problem that I could help my audience with and then just really serve them on that problem. It was so much more powerful to understand my audience and what they're struggling with because even you know, with the best tools, the best team, the best design out there, Without knowing my audience and what they're struggling with and and dreaming of, no amount of fancy marketing will ever get them to buy. And, you know, I I don't know um, how real or how behind the scenes you've gotten with some people's launches, but there's a lot of people that spend a lot of money to look super fancy on their launches and to, you know, have like the, the best of everything. And they, they might say like, I had a six figure launch, but what they don't tell you is they spent more on advertising and on all the behind the scenes stuff than they made in their launch. And so I, I, I can't drive this home enough. If all the best marketing out there is not going to um, make people want you, the thing that's gonna make them want you is knowing that you understand what their big desire is. It's it's so much more powerful to understand my audience. It's so much more powerful for you to understand your audience and what they're struggling with because, you know, like I said, even with the best tools and team out there, without knowing your audience and what they're struggling with and dreaming about, there is no amount of fancy marketing that'll get them to buy. I can't underscore that enough. And so what you really, really need to do is Know the specific problem your audience has and the transformation, the, the you know, one day kind of desire that they have. Otherwise, you're going to end up creating a big old mess that nobody really pays attention to. When I worked as a marketer at Microsoft, one of the things I had to consistently battle were, you know, marketing messages all about the what. So, you know, I'd be putting together marketing campaigns and I'd have all these people weighing in about the cool new features, the new tech, the new this, that, or the other thing, the new menu. I mean, good Lord, there's all sorts of what things that people wanted to put into the marketing. The, you know, the amount of memory or processor speed or I don't know, just all sorts of stuff. The geeky stuff, the engineering teams had spent you know, years working on, and they wanted everyone to know about their cool work. But I knew that I had to fight to keep those messages out of any marketing because our audience couldn't care less about all that techie stuff. Why? Well, no one buys a piece of software, a computer, a phone, or a device simply because of the features. I mean, they may use the features to justify their purchase, especially if it's a big purchase price, but It's not the reason that they buy. Think about you. Think about, you know, your own computer that you use every single day. 
Um, the reason you bought it isn't exclusively because it has a gajillion gigabits of memory, right? In fact, I'd bet most of us probably have no idea without looking it up exactly how much memory our machines really have or even what that really means in terms of like processor speed or any of that stuff, right? The same thing goes for whatever you're selling. I wanted to use computers because I know all of us use computers in our business. And so we can all relate to that. But the same thing goes for whatever you are selling. The reason someone buys your course isn't because you have 85 hours of video or 50 pretty worksheets. The difference between a 30 minute or a 60 minute call every week during a coaching or consulting engagement isn't gonna make or break your deal. Having all your meals included or only lunch and dinner included isn't the reason people will come to your event, right? Those are the features, those are the like, those are the things that you get, but that's not why people buy. So, so what does really matter? Knowing their pain, discovering their true desires, and then tapping into their desires and being crystal clear on why you, your offer will get them to what they really want, how it's going to solve their pain and how it's going to really, um, get them to the transformation they want. For example, Let's say that you're a weight loss coach. Well, people aren't buying three months of weekly calls with you. They're not buying meal plans from you. They're not buying workout plans from you. They're not buying keto tips or, I, you know, I don't know, kick, kick the sugar habit for good tips from you. Yes, that may be what they receive, but that's not why they buy from you. They're buying because of something else. And your number one job is to figure out what that something else is. This is what makes marketing so hard is because we want to it just to be easy. Like we just want to be able to talk about our thing and how it's going to affect you and all this kind of stuff. But you've got to crawl into people's minds. And it's not that you have to be the best writer or videographer or, you know, whatever, social media guru. It's that you need to know what are the conversations already going on in their head. And so let's just say, for example, that you're this weight loss coach. Is the number one um, desire of your audience a deeper connection with themselves so that they no longer use food as a, to fill some sort of emotional void? Or is it to look amazing in their skinny jeans because they have a high school reunion coming up and there are some certain people that they want to show, <laughs> I'm looking good? Or is it to get back on the dating scene after a divorce, a breakup, or a death of a partner? Or is it to recover health and vitality after a major illness like cancer? Or is it because they're over 40 and ready to finally put themselves in their health first because, you know, years of bad choices have caught up with them and, and they're feeling not so great? Or is it something else entirely? You can see just from those examples that I gave you, those are all huge desires for people. And they're different kinds of people. And so the kinds of things that you would create for a marketing funnel for each of those different people are really different even just for one little tiny example of a health coach, right? So I gave you what? One, two, three, four, five different examples. 
those those are really different audiences that you would be speaking to. Somebody who wants to look amazing in their skinny jeans before a high school reunion is will respond to a fundamentally different message than somebody who is looking to recover their health and vitality after a major illness like cancer, right? And it's your job to figure out who are the people you're talking to. What are the stories that you have to share? How is it gonna you know, signal to them that you've got what they, what they need? I cannot emphasize this enough. If people aren't engaging with your content, I can pretty much guarantee it's because you're not crystal clear on their big desires. You're talking about the features, you're talking about the gigabits of memory instead of the, you know, what it's going to give them, right? Knowing that big desire will make or break your business. Knowing that big desire means you don't have to be a marketing genius trying to use some, you know, Jedi mind tricks to fool your audience. Knowing their big desire, regardless of what you're selling or who you're selling to, will help you know exactly how to connect, engage, and intrigue them in a way that's so different from trying to create, quote unquote, valuable content which, you know, a lot of times ends up being boring content because, you know, just like what I was doing when I was first in my business, you're trying to, you know, talk about stuff that they just don't care about, right? You're trying to prove that you're smart and, and good instead of connecting, which leads us to thing number two, tell clear stories to build belief and desire in your audience. This is important. And I talk about it a lot because it's so important. It'll make attracting your audience, the audience that you want, so much easier, so much more enjoyable, and quite frankly, almost automatic. So what you have to do is figure out their pains, again, and share stories about overcoming those pains yourself or with clients and students. You need to figure out their fears and share stories about how you or your clients have struggled with those same fears and how you overcame them. Figure out their desires and then share stories, examples, and more about how you've helped yourself, your clients, your students, whatever, to achieve those same desires. Now, I don't think I probably have to tell you, but make sure that these stories that you're telling are um, real, (laughs) that you're not making them up. And also, um, if you're going to share somebody else's story, make sure that you have their permission to share it or that you take enough of the details out that they can't be identified, right? You don't want to just be talking about people's stories without their approval to share it. So I just had to put that disclaimer out there. Stories are really valuable and really important though. So these stories that you share, they'll have an incredible emotional impact on your audience. And you don't even have to package them like super fancy. I mean, you could just do a Facebook post, right? You could just, I don't know, you could do it so easily in a simple email. You could do it uh, in a social media post. You could do it on a you know video that you record on your phone. Like there's just so many ways to do it. It's really more important that you tell a story that has an emotional impact. Then people in your audience who are meant to work with you, they'll say, wow, that sounds like me. People will say, I, I think I need that, or at least I need to figure out what that is. And people will say things like, hmm, sounds like she might have what I'm looking for. And that's when they start engaging in your marketing funnel. 
And if you keep sharing stories that take them deeper and deeper and help them see how this journey can work for them, it'll connect you to your audience in a way that's truly magical. But it's not magic. Like, I don't want you to feel like this is some mythical thing that is unattainable. It's very attainable. It's actually human nature. It's our nature to share stories and to listen to stories. Bottom line is people prefer to believe what they discover for themselves through the stories that you share in your marketing funnel experience and the proof and all that stuff, not the facts and features that you want to sell to them. And by now, you probably have some idea that, you know, crafting a marketing funnel journey for your audience is key, and it is, because you need to take them from that problem all the way to the place where they say, whatever your offer is, is the solution I'm looking for. And that's how we break through all the messages out there, right? I mean, if you think about your daily life, all of us are absolutely bombarded every single minute with useless information out there. And thankfully, you know, our subconscious minds are able to filter out a good portion of that, right? Like 97% of that information so that we're not overwhelmed by, you know, ads or different messages or whatever. If it didn't, we and we were consciously aware of everything our senses were noticing, it would result in a complete and absolute sensory overload. We wouldn't be able to process anything. Yet, the one thing that all humans have a really hard time ignoring is a good story that they can either um, see their pain in, see their situation in, or um, see a desire in, right? So all humans love stories. Humans are wired for story and stories are, you know, they're imprinted on our psyche just like DNA and they work on really profound levels, which is great news for you because you don't have to be a great marketer to hook and engage your audience. You simply need to be willing to share, again, your true stories that build desire and support your marketing funnel. People prefer you know, to, to believe what they discover for themselves, not what you tell them, not the features that you're out there trying to push. And the best way to help them discover a new belief, the, the best way to build that trust and that engagement with you is through sharing stories. So if you want to get people to take action and engage in your marketing funnel, tell a story and help them see themselves in the story you share and then offer them a path forward to you know, find out more and ultimately to work with you. That's when they'll discover a new belief in themselves, in you, in the future, and in your offer. Okay, as you were listening to this today, did you want to experience this for yourself to see like, how does this even work? And figure out how to use stories to create your own first profitable marketing funnel that brings in clients and sales automatically? If so, I want to invite you to jump on over to today's show notes, which you can find at themarketingfunnelshow.com forward slash 49 and take the marketing funnel quiz. You'll discover the perfect marketing funnel with just a few simple questions. And I'll even give you free training and some stories on how you can get that funnel up and running and why you want to so that you'll know just how to make this work for you. All right, with that, I want to wish you an amazing week and I'll see you back here next week, same time, same place on another great episode of The Marketing Funnel Show. See you then. 